Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Is This Going Somewhere? Is this going somewhere? With IT Dan. Is this going somewhere, please? Hello, Travis. How are you? Hello, Dan. How are things? Oh, things are going well. Are they going well or are they going good? No, they, they, things are going good. Okay. okay. Yeah, I just finished up a small computer job. But that's all done right now. <laughs> I was concerned about that, so I'm glad you got that done. Yes, you were doing that. I had a, um, I had a nice time. At, um, Dottie came over and watched the whole game with me and didn't fall asleep. Here we go. She understands it. I mean, bless her. Well, it's all Eng- Dan, it's all English. You know, yes. <laughs> like you said, it's English words. It's English language. If she doesn't yes. speak English, then she, how would she not enjoy it? As some people at 99 can't remember not to pee themselves and stuff. That's all I'm saying. The cheats, it's great to, to be 99 and to be able to watch football and enjoy it or something like that. So it's a good thing. You know what I did? I did watch, Dan. Actually, I did watch the San Francisco and Rams game yesterday, like the last overtime. Yep, and I've always been a 49ers fan. Well, because you're, you're gay. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Do something once you label a guy. Come on now. You suck no, a couple I mean, dicks. I mean, come on. I like the 49ers as, for not being a home team. It's one of the few teams I've always liked them. Um, I always liked Joe Montana. I just liked the way they operated, and they just, it was a smooth-running machine. And then I lived in San Francisco for two years, too, but I was a fan before that. All right, so what's bothering Dan this week in the news feed? What's the latest things that's been going on that's been bothering you itching you caught your attention i it's just the fact that i don't know probably 40 percent of the country is heading one direction and 40 percent of the country is heading the other direction here's my question for you bob saget died big fan not a big fan no not a big fan see and and that's the thing you are the the 60 percent of the people or the 40 percent of the people that don't believe not a fan of bob saget and Everyone else, the 60% said, what was the name of the show that he was? Full House? Which I never watched. That's probably what. So I don't have anything against him. I just never watched that that series, too. But, Dan, do you understand that what Bob Saget did way before he was in Full House? Dan, his comedy was so friggin' blue. I mean, he was talking about ass-raping clowns and dick-sucking fucking everyone. And then he gets put on this family wholesome show and just... Kind of lost all. I mean, do you know the worst the worst joke in the world? Have, do you know what the worst joke in the world is? Um, yes. What is it? How do you make a six year old girl cry? No, no, time? no, 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 no. It's it, the punchline is the aristocrats. Yes, and he, yeah, I've seen him do the aristocrats, and he is and one, by far, people. yeah, by far one of the ones that have done the worst joke leading into yeah. the aristocrats. Yeah, and I have seen him do the aristocrats one, yes. And he, he is very blue. And I do like Very blue. He is dark blue. Yes, yeah. And I do and I do appreciate dark blue humor. More than two horses selling mud puddle humor. But that's the thing. He was portrayed as uh the father of these two kids on this wholesome show and then he was doing what is that, uh Craziest America's videos or something like that? Something like that. And I mean it, it shows that he's he would give up everything that he stood for, which is just horrible comedy. <laughs> Not and pay for it. You gotta understand that. I mean, you know, if if you're only making, you know, let's say a thousand bucks a week doing blue comedy, and then all of a sudden you're getting paid, you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollars a week to do wholesome comedy, eh, you can yeah. change it up a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I suppose you could, you could do that. I mean, if someone came up to you and, and gave you and bribed you and told you that, you know, if you could do your radio show correctly, they'd give you this kind of money. Yeah, you'd do it. So you could either say, uh, oh, Dan, you made me lose my whole entire joke off of that one. Never mind. 
great. Am I a um, stop stick? Yeah. He was 65. He good good life. And I get it. Looks yeah, like he's 65 is still young. Something. 65 is still young, Dan. He's younger than you are. By and, three years. And, he, and here's the thing. You know where he passed away at? At the Ritz Carlton? In Orlando, Florida. So I, I blame Orlando for killing him. Yes, I would. If I were you, I'd just, I'd never go back there. You know, he is in that 80s era as far as comedy and stuff. You know, he's done a lot of, you know, drugs and the cocaine and all that. They said that the uh, medical examiner ruled out homicide or drug use, but I mean, I thought it took a while to get the real toxicology test back. Yeah, it usually takes about three days. And if you're on a bender or something like that, especially sitting in Orlando, you know, the fentanyl capital of the world, you know, it eventually caught up to him, I guess. And now you remember um, Mama Cass? Yeah, from uh, yeah from the Mamas and Papas. And she died uh, with a, a rib steak in her mouth. No, they said she choked to death on a ham sandwich. I got Jesus, Dan, multitask on your own time. They said that she died of a choked on a ham sandwich, but the truth is she died of a drug overdose. She was, I mean, she was overweight, but she had a bad drug drug hack and she died of a cocaine overdose because and, and they're just the 60s, they're just happened to be a ham sandwich in her face. And no, back in the sixties they they gave you the news that would Damn, you know, what are you doing? Are you parking a bus or something? No, no, I'm just I just poked over my car out of the way. Is it too noisy for you? I just hear a lot of bings and dings, so I just want to know make sure you're not on the railroad tracks. Yeah, no no I'm not on the railroad tracks but Oh, speaking of weird news, a pilot landed, a crashed onto railroad tracks. Did he land or crash? He crashed, and then they had to rescue him before the train came and hit him. And what happened? I, I just saw the headline, and he's rescued, so I don't. Oh, he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. He, he survived. When I see something like that, a headline, I don't bother reading the rest of the news because I already kind of know what happened. I don't need to know what kind of glue he was sniffing to make him land on railroad tracks. Well, if it's in an urban area or a, a metropolitan area, maybe the railroad tracks were the most, like, cleared out. You know, when they do the, was it imminent domain? You know, railroad tracks, you know, there's lots of land on, on either left or the right side. He's like going, look, I can land this plane, this little two-prop plane or one-prop plane in this little area because that's the only place I got to go. Everything else is filled with, you know, concrete cars and buildings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could, that probably would make sense if you can try to, if you're going to do something, try not to kill everybody. <laughs> and he ended up surviving. I think the, there was a was a state trooper or something that pulled him out of the plane right before the train hit him. I just saw the headline. I didn't bother to read into it. Way to go, Dan. No research. Yeah, well, no, I kind of read like things that are more important. So what you're saying is you just read the headlines and then you just take off from there? Yeah, I make up the rest of the story myself. So like when COVID and stuff, 49,000 people have, have contracted COVID-19. This could be the worst case scenario. And then it says based on cases of whatever, you know, if you read the article. So you just read the headline. I see where it's going, Dan. I see exactly how you get your information. You read the headline and then you make up your own story to fit your narrative. We're talking to the guy who gets his news from Facebook. But it's, rep stories. it's reputable sources. It's the Hot Daily Mail, it's uh, Rudders or Rooters or whatever it's called, yeah. and it's, uh, I think, uh, a couple other news sites I can't pronounce right now. So what, what, you mean Facebook gets their news from that? Yeah, the, uh, they pay them to have their news feeds on their, on their news feed. Yeah. I just see this crazy stuff that pops up, and I'm not on Facebook that very often. I look at it and I go, um, like a friend was telling me that Henry Cavill is not going to replay The Witcher in season three. And so I went home and looked it up. Hold on. You have a friend that told 
told you that? Yes. And who is that friend? My friend, a friend Tim. And, um, and then, hold on, what's his credentials? Tim watches Facebook. That's how he knew it. So <laughs> then I, I went and looked it up like in four different places. There's, there's a website called Google, and you, you look it up, you read the different stories, and they said, oh, there's a hoax going around. I told him it was, and he goes, damn, i got to stop getting my news from Facebook. Well, you know? there's a difference between getting your news from Facebook and yeah. or going to the news section of the Facebook feed. Do you understand the difference on that? Yeah, and some and some people will. Um, I don't really trust Facebook from much of what they do. Facebook had everyone calling me the day before my birthday, wishing me a happy birthday. So how accurate can they be? I don't know. You maybe put on the wrong date. Yes, because I didn't want to be tracked by you know <laughs> the Nazis. Yes, I, I'm scared to death. My biggest fear in life is that someone's going to be tracking me, either through a vaccine or something like that. That's a joke. Is it, Dan? Yes, it is. Yes. Is it, Dan? I, I don't think there's one of us that isn't tracked, and they, if they really wanted to find you, they could. But So you, 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 basic, you, ba- you basically told me a five-minute story that could have taken 42 seconds to tell me. That's because you started sidetracking all over the place for everything else. You do like to hear your own voice, don't you? <laughs> I'm the only one that I listen to. Yes, I know that. A legend in your own mind. But uh, yeah. T- so today was a good day. I got out and get. I helped the elderly person out a little bit. Who? And then, and uh, what is her name? Geraldine. Isn't there uh, is there a country Geraldine. song written about her? I'm sure there's a country song written about everyone. Geraldine, uh, Geraldine, yeah. Geraldine, Geraldine. Yeah, Geraldine, Geraldine, you need to use some Listerine. I remember that one, yes. It's a big hit in the Deep yeah. South. Yes, but you would you live in the country. You'd know better than me. Dan, have you ever heard of the term halfback? Yes. And what does that, in your opinion, what does halfback mean? That's in football. You have a fullback, a halfback, and a quarterback. No, if I was to say to you, Dan, Dan, you are or a halfback. Uh, is that like a, um, a stop stick? No. no. I'm not familiar with the term halfback. Out of, and is that someone who's really short, like a midget? The way it was explained to me was you have – so from my, I'm from Florida. Born and raised in okay. Orlando, Florida. So I'm a, I'm a Florida native, which is very, very rare. And then you have people from, like, the, the north that come down to the south, and we call them – what do normal people call them? Like snowbirds or something like that, correct? Yeah, or Yankees. And then they, you know, they set up house here, they set up shop in the, in the South, and then they say, well, I don't want to go back to New York. I don't want to live in Florida anymore. I'm going to go to North Carolina. So in North Carolina, we have what they call half back. You mean they're halfway back to where they came from? Correct. See? Huh. I heard that term for the first time today. Yes. And who was that person you heard from? Uh, someone who is, I don't know, born and raised here in North Carolina. Okay. Now, I, you know, I lived at, I went from New England to California and then to North Carolina, but that's, I don't know if it's halfway back to where I came from, but. Well, I think they call you a dingle dangle. Yes. Yes. A dingleberry. (laughs) But you know, it's funny is, and when you were in Vermont, if you move up from Massachusetts and you move up to Vermont, they call you a flatlander because they have all the hills and mountains there. Really? They physically yeah. go, oh, look at you, Flatlander. Get out of yeah. our town. And they they, they chase you around with a whip or something? Yes. And that was the first time I've ever felt prejudiced against me. You know, I've had people <laughs> prejudice. I've had people hate me because I'm an asshole. You know, okay, I did something. I'm an asshole. I understand. But if someone, people would hate you 
because of where you came from. And that's the first time I experienced prejudice just because where you came from. What year was this? uh, uh, 1990s. Okay. And, and, you know, I mean, I realized it it hurt me about, you know, a thimbleful. It's not a big deal, but it, it just made me stop and think. And I can't even, you know, what it would be like to be a black person and have someone discriminate you because of your color of your skin. And I will never understand that any more than I would understand what it would be like to have a baby. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it just something, but it was just a small, small, tiny dose of someone prejudicing you for no reason, just from where you came from. That's all. Right. So what you're and saying, said, would you rather be black, I guess is what you're saying? Or you'd rather be black or have a baby? No, no. I just said I would have no, I have no idea what it would be like to be black, and I have no idea what it would be like to have a baby. That's all. And I'm not pretending that it's the same thing as some people who go to war and have been in Vietnam or Iraq or Afghanistan or any of these wars. I have no idea what it what it would be like. I can watch movies and I can... Yes, but I really have no, I really could never experience it or understand it the way they do. Yeah, but can you sub, can you, uh, substitute what you're doing on the video games and stuff? And please, Dan, don't, don't dive into the video games, please. (laughs) But can you, uh, understand and substitute the same feeling that you get when you're in a, uh, environment that you're playing on your video games? You can. Maybe, maybe more so than in real life. I mean, you, there are some times where you'll get in and you, you know, and you know, you're just in a shitstorm and there's 12 guys standing all around you and your adrenaline's going and Kathy will see me moving. My chair has wheels on it and I'll be rolling around and moving my feet around as I'm using the joystick. So yeah, and, um, that probably gives me some sense of it. Like, but it's also something where you turn off the edge of the screen and it's, you're back in reality, folks. But I think you've got a point. But think about a video game, whether it be like a modern warfare game or just like surviving in the 1800s or whatever, the the Assassin's Creed. What if you bought this game, Dan? What if you bought this game and you're like going, this is awesome, and you do all the little side things, you do all the other stuff, and the first time you die... You know, you paid like 60 bucks or what, I don't know how much a game is. And the first time you die in that game, that's it. You're done. You cannot play that game anymore. Yeah. That would, that would be like the worst awful thing ever. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, essentially. I'm get killed just for fun, just to see, you know, I'll go in and say, well, let me go in here and find out what happens, and I got killed in thirty seconds, and then I go right, and then you go, and then you go back in, you, you try it again, and you're like, oh, well, I went left this way, let's try right this way, and then boom, you die this way. All right, I went left this way, and I went right this way, let's do right, right, left, right, left, and move yeah. into this thing, and you die on it, you're like, and it's process of elimination. You're trying to figure out the pattern of the game, but if what if the game that you buy the first time you die, that's it, you can't not get back in there. And then there's some kind of, would you like to continue? And you hit, yes, I would love to continue. And it says, do you accept Jesus Christ as your savior and soul? You know, yeah. and then you click on that. Yeah, sure. Whatever, you know, and then you don't need to read all the other stuff, you know, except the, the things down at the bottom, you know, the, the whole, uh, terms and, and conclusions and stuff. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get me back in the game. And then you get back in there and within 
four or five minutes, you're right back in the same place. And you're like going, all right, I'm not touching that guy. That guy's going to kill me again. I'm going to go over here. Yeah. And then, you know, he, you, you know, proceed through life, life, Dan, life. Yeah. And, and I have, I have installed software that when I, when I read the agreement, <laughs> And it has asked you that same question about Jesus Christ. <laughs> has it really? No. <laughs> but, I, you know, they could stick it in there, whoever reads that stuff. I, I don't even know if anyone really writes it. They pro- Someone copied it off of somebody else doing it somewhere, somewhere down the line. Because I always check, do you agree to these terms? Yes. And that's what I do all the time. All right. What else you got going on? Anything? Um, no, did the show go good this morning? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to do the show. Dan, I, I'm going to admit to you right here on the air, I have no idea about anything to do with horses. I ask the simple questions outside of what my wife has taught me and outside of what I've heard, like sitting in the barn. I'm a radio guy. I'm a, you know, podcast. I'm an audio guy. Well, when you listen to him and he explains these things, you're learning then. No. When he says he's got a, a viral double uh, cap cliff that's getting ready to disembark from the extra tendency of a thing, and I'm like going, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, then you gotta, can, can you say, can you explain that to me in layman's, layman's terms? So what would you say? Well, I mean – you got to listen to the podcast, and the podcast is really, really well, because I do have a cheat sheet. I get a, a list from his wife. His wife writes up all the topics for the show for uh, Equine Dynamics and all the questions I'm supposed to ask him and all the, the information and stuff. So when he touches on certain things, I go, well, what does this mean or what does this mean? You know, And when we come back, we're going to talk about you know high-low horses, and then from there we're going to talk about white lines and hoof uh, disease. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I just basically throw the fishing line out there with a little bit of bait on it, just sit there and watch, watch the sunset and wait for him to, you know, talk yeah. about something, talk about something. And then all of a sudden, when he talks about something that I know about, that's like hitting the, the, the bait. I'm like going, Oh, I know about that. I want to talk about that. <laughs> what does this mean? But that's when you go and you ask questions. But I mean, on, on our show, I learned something. Every day I'll, I'll go and do stuff and we'll see. And I go, this is kind of funny. And then I go, shit, I didn't understand. I didn't know that. Or I learned something new and um, different. Uh, so there are there are things that you – every day I learn stuff. Right. Even, um, life teaches me lessons I have no desire to learn. But I do <laughs> I do learn something all the time, which is good. So. It is good. All right, Dan, I'm going to let you go. i got to uh, upload this video to uh, the YouTube the video I did today, so. Okay, and I'll look forward to seeing it. Oh, Dan, and, did, I, did I tell you that I that uh, we lost a dog? No, I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. It's okay. She was she was on her way out, and you know we tried to try to keep her up and and healthy and stuff, and she uh, she passed away um, Thursday Thursday morning. She came into the bedroom and she basically like looked at me, and I looked at her, and she like had a you know, a, a dog heart attack and fell over, 
couldn't breathe and I did all the, the, the resuscitation and stuff that I had to, or tried to do, you know, we breathe, yeah. breathe in the nostril and stuff. And yeah. she, she just passed away right then and there. But you've had it like 16 years, four, 14 years, 14, 14 years. years. Yep. That is a lot. That's a family member. That is, it is. And, and, and Amy said today, she's like the, you know, we woke up this morning and she's like, the house feels so empty. Now, granted, we have a, you know, another cat and we have another dog, but the house feels so empty because you know, just the way what happened. So just to let yeah, you know, now, that's what happened. You know, is your other dogs, how is it dealing with it or something? Because they'll, I know they're going to miss that. Yeah, know. she she's lost. She, you know, normally the, she would. She was the alpha female dog. We have two female bulldogs, and, and the alpha female dog passed away. So now we have this other bulldog that just doesn't know what to do. She's used to being herded by the other dog. And the the dog, the bulldog that we have now, I think she's 11 years old, like 10 and a half, 11 years old, and she doesn't know what to do. So she follows us. Now she follows us, you know, from room to room and stuff, when before she was, like, kicked out of rooms and kicked off of beds and stuff like that. So she's trying yeah. to learn her spot now. Does she interact with the dog, with the cat at all? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, she hates the cat. <laughs> uh, well, that gives me something to think about anyway. So lay in bed thinking of a nice cat sandwich or something. <laughs> right. All right, Dan, yeah. anything else before I let you go? Uh, no, I'm just sorry to hear that. And we knew it was eventual. We've talked about it before. And, you know, it's, it's part of the process, but it, it's still hard when you see that there. I think pets are are harder than people sometimes. Well, I I was I was happy and glad that she did it here in the house on our terms instead and you of were a, there with, you were there with her. So correct, and instead of you know she's panicking and everyone's panicking, you take him to the the vet and you literally in your mind have to say, uh, "We are putting this. We're going to end life now." Type deal, which I which I hate. I honestly hate, yeah. but you know. I've done that. It's one of the hardest things, a very hard thing to do, very hard. One of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. This is true. All right, Dan, I'm going to let you go. Okay, take care. Talk to you later. Now, four score and says there's something wrong with me. Is this going somewhere? Is this going somewhere, please?